Welcome to the Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together. The Culture Classroom is powered by Pro Quick Draw. Clinic season is right around the corner. Are you ready? Pro Quick Draw is here to get you organized. Listen to our sponsor as they talk about the effectiveness for building your playbook with Microsoft Visio and PowerPoint. ProQuickDraw is the Microsoft playbook development system that is centered on increasing your efficiency in drawing plays, generating scouting reports, creating scout cards, and much more. We have the capabilities of drawing within PowerPoint and Visio. Coaches are currently using the programs as standalone drawing platforms or integrating them both within PQD. You can create your presentation using PowerPoint, but quickly add plays from your Visio library. Build your library of plays from scratch or by using the PQD folder system. Create your playbook by adding drawings from your library to a custom template to help organize your final playbook. Utilize our Visio stencils or PowerPoint shape library to help you draw your plays. Speed up the workflow by not having to copy and paste. PQD will resize your drawing based on the template that you have chosen. Embed video within your presentation to help create a digital playbook. We offer templates for handouts and presentations for staff, unit, or player meetings. Generate your practice script using our advanced button. Print this for your coaches or send digitally to your players before practice. You can even convert the handout to scout cards and flip the drawings. Save time during the week not having to draw cards. Draw that play once for the year and you have it moving forward. Connect your library to a cloud service or the school network. When a coach updates a drawing, simply click the Refresh All Plays button to update the document. We believe we have the tools that can help you become a better coach. Download a free 30-day trial and change the way you work. Welcome to the classroom. Today we are joined by Tim Elmore, CEO and founder of Growing Leaders. Uh, Also, if you're familiar with Habitudes, um, that is part of his structure as he helps build culture inside classrooms, inside athletic departments, um, across with CEOs and big business. Tim, welcome to the classroom. Thank you, John. Great to be with you. And uh, what I want to get into today, and this is so unique that you've been on our campus, I think, three times. Mm -hmm. And having you speak to our juniors this morning, um, pouring into them and what leadership looks like, what culture looks like. What I want to go into today are three things. One, I want the backstory of how Growing Leaders started. Okay. Two, how can we implement culture and then make it stick? Like, there's that's the big buzzword. Culture is there, and I think a lot of people are... Like they like the X's and O's of football. Yeah, yeah. They like everything that goes with sports, except they're a little nervous or apprehensive about the culture piece yeah. because they think it just maybe takes care of itself mm-hmm. or, it, or it'll get done some other way, but they don't have to really focus on it. So I want to focus on being intentional with your culture. Yeah. yeah. And then lastly, um, the challenges that come with the 21st century and athletes uh, and yeah. building the culture yeah. of that. GameStrat is a company that specializes in sideline replay, giving coaches access to the most reliable and advanced sideline replay system on the market. 
With GameStrat, coaches can instantly make in-game adjustments and correct mistakes, improving their overall team performance. GameStrat sets up a private network, eliminating the need for internet or Wi-Fi at your stadium. This private network is optimized to eliminate any interference from outside sources, such as headsets, TV broadcasts, fans, and other networks. Everything can be set up within minutes, and all of the hardware comes pre-plugged in to make things as simple as possible. All you have to do is mount the GameStrat router, face it to your sidelines, and plug directly into your laptop. This will create the fastest video transfer and most reliable connection while making it as easy as possible to tag plays. Coaches can quickly find plays and filter with our advanced tagging system. At the end of the game, all of your video and breakdown data can be exported to any film exchange platform. Contact us today and find out for yourself why more coaches are switching to GameStrat. Let's start off with a little backstory of growing leaders. Okay. Well, I uh, have been interested in leadership since 1983, and here's why. Um, I started as a teacher, uh, I, so I fell in love with students and knew I wanted to give my life to the next generation. But in 1983, I went on staff with John Maxwell. So John is this leadership guru that everybody seems to know, New York Times bestselling author. Well, my love of students, which I had already built in my life, was coupled now with a love of leadership. And so I wasn't happy just helping them graduate or just helping them get by and not do drugs and not get pregnant. I wanted to help them think like leaders. What would the world look like if they learned this concept, not at 48, but at 18 or 15? So Growing Leaders is a nonprofit organization that partners with athletic departments and schools to really help them develop a culture of leadership. And we like the adjective life-giving. I love it when I meet a coach that breathes life on his players. Somehow it's a, it's a little extra. It's not just X's and O's, it's Jimmy's and Joe's. You know, it's, yeah. it's yeah. real people because my coach loves me. And even if he's hard on me, I know it's because he loves me. That's what we're trying to build. So, yeah. yeah. And then we've implemented Habitudes inside yeah. the school. So dive in a little bit what Habitudes yeah. and how maybe our coaches who are listening to this podcast can get in touch with you and get in touch with maybe implementing the system of Habitudes in their program. Yeah, thanks, John. I appreciate it. So Habitudes is far and away our most popular tool. Um, just in case somebody doesn't know what they are, what is a Habitude? Habitudes are images that form leadership habits and attitudes. So we teach timeless principles that typically are done with a lecture which doesn't go over well with a Gen Z kid. We teach with a picture, not a lecture. We say pictures beat lectures every time. So it's an image, which we did this morning. We looked at two images, and they taught concepts that you all talk about, but it maybe becomes a little stickier because we think in pictures, and it stays in their mind. So if you remember, we talked about rivers and floods. That's all about focus. Mm -hmm. Floods are not focused. Rivers are very focused. So we need to be rivers, not floods. And then we talked about that proverbial thermostat versus thermometer. Most of us just drift through life as thermometers, just reflecting what's going on around us, wearing what others wear, saying what others say. But we're challenging, obviously, student-athletes to be, to be leaders and to be thermostats with or without a badge. So that's Habitudes. There are nine courses. We have Habitudes for athletes. So yeah, listeners, if this sounds interesting, you can go to growingleaders.com and we'd love to, love to chat. 
Yeah, I, I think about when we started that curriculum and we, we used it with our ninth grade and 10th mm-hmm. grade leadership uh, for boys and girls. Yeah. And the image part, and I, I immediately went to Instagram. Mm, yeah. How, and then the old saying is, um, a picture is worth a thousand words. Yes, yeah. So with Instagram, with Snapchat, with all the, the quick hitters, um, even with Snapchat stories and like yeah. their quick pictures yeah. uh, to tell stories. So I, I love how it's impacted us at MRA. Yeah. Uh, what I want to get into with you mainly is, is the culture side. And I think okay. some coaches yeah. are so scared yeah. that they might mess it up. Yeah. And they don't know where to start or if they think it's going to handle itself. Yeah. yeah. So what are, what are some practical tools for coaches, mm-hmm. for leaders to, to help build their business? athletic department yeah. with culture yeah it's great it's a great question in fact it's probably the sixty-four thousand dollar question we're all trying to answer right. but you know i had an epiphany years ago and maybe this will be helpful so i have traveled undeservedly uh to 50 different countries i love working overseas as well as here in the u.s but it dawned on me as i landed in you know france and china and korea and and and, and kenya everywhere i go there is a culture I mean, that's where we get the words from, you know, international work, culture. So I thought, okay, what is it that makes a culture overseas distinctive? And are there anything, uh, any principles that we could distill for a team or for a classroom or for a school? Well, there are. So if you think about it, when you get, when you land in another country, let's say we're going to France, okay? You know that they have definite customs there that are different than America, okay? They have different values there that might be a little different than America. And then they have different language. They speak French. Okay, we speak English. All right? Same thing. If you think about it, teams that are really great have distinct customs that are unique to that team. These are our customs. Nobody else does these, but we do, you know? We, you know, we, you know, you know, you pat them, you know, all kinds of funny things, quirky things, superstitious things, but those are customs. I think that indelibly etches to a young freshman athlete, this is who we are. Um, Secondly, values. Well, uh, here's a good example. Uh, In America, we value on the roads driving on the right-hand side of the road. That's the value. It's not right or wrong. It's just what we do. Go to England, that's a different value there. They drive on the left. Don't don't do that, okay? But so I think teams need to say, what are our values? Not just words that we frame and hang on the wall, but what do we want to practice down the hall? You know, what's going to happen, you know, if we really embrace these? What does it look like? And then language. I actually believe great teams and great leaders build a culture because there are distinct words and vocabulary and language. In fact, we hope that habitudes adds a language to a culture. So I would just say that, uh, values, customs, and language. Maybe history, Kenya has a history, France has a history. Learning the history of the team and then learning the history of those young players, how it might um, color the culture this year because they're loud or they're quiet uh, also helps. But those are the kinds of things that come to my mind that hopefully might be transferable. Yeah, and I think a lot of times coaches sometimes think it's just going to happen. Yeah, no like their wins will take yeah. care, and like the culture goes how many wins we have, mm-hmm. or if we win the state championship. Well, that's yeah. not really a culture. Yeah, that's that's a it should be a byproduct of what your culture is building. I think you know a lot of times when we start thinking about the buzzword of culture, and that mm-hmm. it's such a you think about Clemson. Yeah, yeah. Think about Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Two totally different cultures. They're both winners. Yes, that's right. So. I, for me, for, with culture, and as we start the culture classroom, when we while we started this, was to give some fundamental principles of how coaches can use 
different tools to yeah. help build it. But I think I think a lot of times, like we run a culture chat on Thursday nights at 7.30. Mm -hmm. Well, we're getting 2,000 views wow. on our videos yeah. Yeah. to watch. But there's no engagement. Mm. Yeah. And that's why I pose that question. Do you think some coaches are maybe apprehensive about it? Yeah, I, I do. It's a little subjective. It's a little fuzzy. And especially if you're just kind of a, pardon me, but a crusty old coach, old school coach. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about all that stuff. All I know is this is what we want to do. So if you remember this morning, first thing I did with your students was I talked about the Bobby Bowden story. And if you don't mind, I want to take a minute because I think it's such a great illustration of an intentional leader with a football team. So listeners, you probably remember the name Bobby Bowden. He coached forever, it seemed like, at Florida State, won some national championships. But part of the time Bobby was there at Florida State, his boss, his AD, was Dave Hart, who's become a dear friend of mine. Dave told me about a day where he realized how intentional Bobby was about, about culture. He said it was practice, Florida State was on the field, you know, freshman through senior athletes doing their drills and workouts. But Bobby was up on the big tower just watching the practice. Dave Hart joined him up there and they started to chat. Well, Dave told me, Tim, while we were chatting, a fight breaks out on the practice field. And of course, that's just not good, you know. These are your teammates, not your enemies, you know. But they're just duking it out. Dave said, Tim, I kept looking out of the corner of my eye thinking, Bobby needs to get in there and stop that fight. He's the head coach. But Bobby was just chatting, didn't, didn't phase him at all. And finally, Dave goes, Bobby, there's a fight going on down there. And Bobby's nonchalant response was, I know it. It'll take care of itself. But here's what he meant. It wasn't just going to take care of itself. He had built a culture of leadership. So immediately, both of them looked down. And sure enough, Bobby was right. Two seniors raced in, grabbed those two freshman athletes, pulled them apart, and said, that's not how we do it here at Florida State. Well, immediately, problem was solved. But the point was, Bobby had been intentional. He had built that into, and by the time you're junior, senior, you are running, the, you're really running that culture, and it was student on student, not coach on student yelling at them. So I, um, coaches, if you're listening, teachers, if you're listening, this can be and should be student-led. You start it, but eventually they, they live it out. Yeah, I think about the culture in somebody's classroom as well. Yeah. As a teacher runs their class, are, you, That's are right. you that teacher that I'm going to send you straight to the office for the yeah. little bitty discipline. Yeah. Or do you have systems in place, yes. not rules. That's right. But systems in mm -hmm. place to make sure that, you know, things take care of That's themselves. That's right. Absolutely. That's the best way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lastly, before we finish up, um, you have an interesting story about how your company and your system has impacted somebody from in a major league standpoint. Yeah. And I want you to go into that story for our listeners because I think it's super impactful, super powerful about the store, the power of culture yeah, and how a system yeah. can help just one person. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we started working with the Kansas City Royals ball club uh, back in 2008, spring training 2008. They had lost a gob of games the year before. They were still hoping to build a, a, a team that could win. Dayton Moore, general manager, still is. But um, I got to know Dayton, and they started using Habitudes with their minor league teams. Well, a few years into the journey, I was out there at spring training in Arizona, and Vance Wilson, the AAA manager, pulled me aside and said, you need to hear what happened last year. I said, tell me. He said, well, I was leading the discussions once a week on the Habitudes with these professional players. And he goes, some of them, you know, they were just kind of looking at the floor waiting for this thing to get over so they could go take batting practice. And he said, one of my players, my third baseman, Mike, 
was just staring at the floor. And he said, I assumed Mike wasn't paying attention. Well, we finished up the discussion. The players all start running out into the field except for Mike, who stands up slowly, walks over to Coach Wilson and says, Coach, would you mind if, um, if I lead the discussion next week? Well, Wilson said, no, great. That'd be great. I didn't know you were paying attention. So the next week rolls around. Mike hops up, this third baseman in uniform, and he says, uh, hey, I, I got a question for y'all. And they said, okay. And he said, do y'all know what I have in my back pocket? And of course, nobody did. In fact, they said, they probably thought it was true in tobacco, you know. But he reaches in his back pocket and he pulls out a rope. It was a noose. And he was going to hang himself the very next weekend. Well, everybody's just stunned because this is my third, this is our third baseman, you know. And then Mike went on to say, I'll tell you why I was. He said, I just broke up with my girlfriend. I, she hates me. I'm not going to make the majors. I'm in a horrible slump right now. My mom and dad are mad at me. Everything's just going wrong. I was just going to end it this weekend. But then he said, but I decided I'm not going to do that because when I look out at you guys, I just realized you're my family. And suddenly, you know how that, what that does to a ball club. If one guy opens up and gets vulnerable, boy, they just all leaned in. Well, Vance Wilson, the manager, told me that just bonded us. And the rest of the time, our discussions were better because a player opened up, saved that third baseman's life maybe, the community they had built on the team. Well, Mike... That third baseman is Mike Moustakas, who is now in the major leagues, has a World Series ring on his finger from the 2015 World Series, and now plays with the Reds. But it's just a, so fun to see what culture can do when leaders become intentional about it. Yeah, and an interesting point to your story is having your players open up. Yeah, yeah. And I think so many times the, tr the, the culture is driven by the coaches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, there has to be a leader. There has sure. to be a, a, a starter. Yeah, there has to be a point man. Yeah, yeah. And... As, job, as coaches, I think it's our job to get that going, mm -hmm. to get that snowball, yeah, if you will. Yeah. But once the team takes hold of it, yeah, yeah. it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So it just takes one. So listeners, to coaches, to whoever uh, is listening to this podcast, I, I encourage you to give some empowerment to your team yeah, and yeah. let them have who they're going to be. Because, you know, here we go as the seniors go. We're going to yeah, go have yeah, the seniors. Yeah. How about you? we go as our leaders go? Yes. Whatever age they are. Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, as leadership has no hierarchy. Mm -hmm. That's right. So, um, any final thoughts, Tim? I've, I've kept you for our, our, just about our 20 minutes that I wanted to <laughs> keep on this mini pod. Well, uh, John, I got to tell you, I love what you're doing here. It's such a great culture. I'm always impressed. And I know you didn't ask me for this, but I love the culture here. I love the, I think those students this morning at what, 7 a.m., they, they were honoring and respectful. I mean, I was an old white guy you know, with them and, and they were just good. So I know it's not perfect, but I'm telling you, you guys are doing it here. You're intentional and I think it's paying off on the gridiron. So that's really cool. Yeah. Cool for me to be a friend of yours. Right. Uh, and I thank you for that. Yeah. Um, but I, I love what you just said. Culture is not perfect. Yeah. It is bumpy. It is yeah. messy. <laughs> there are curves in the road. You have yeah. to take detours. Yeah. Uh, and I think coaches have to be able to adjust with that. Yeah. That every team is different. Yeah. Uh, every year is different, mm -hmm. and you can't put a square peg <laughs> in any kind of hole. That's that square right. peg has to fit whatever your team yeah. is. So maybe it's a square when you're at the diamond, mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's a circle or a sphere. Yeah. But um, once again, Tim, thank you for joining us uh, in this mini pod and uh, excerpt of the Culture Classroom. That's Tim Elmore. 
founder CEO of Growing Leaders.